Padawans, learners, younglings, we have returned. It is the Wannabe Jedi Podcast, and I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Josh. And as always, we are back. We're going to be talking Bad Batch today, so if you haven't already, you should make sure to go sign up for our Patreon so you can listen to the full episode of this. But yes, we are back. We're just getting back into the saddle. There's been a lot of life events that have happened for both of us, so it's been hectic it's a busy summer it's been a busy summer yeah hectic and busy yeah so we're, we're easing into the waters a little bit as it were and then eventually mm-hmm. probably with next week's episode we'll be back on to the character grinds yes. that being said we won't be taking a break between season three and season four we're mm-hmm. just gonna go straight for it and keep grinding through it um but we're, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to be back. I know Josh, you are too. So it's uh, yeah. It, feel, it feels weird to be talking Star Wars again. I like two months basically straight of not talking Star Wars at all. It kind of felt nice to recharge a little bit, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we have a lot to catch up with the Bad Batch, and I know Star's Visions is coming opinions. out soon. Yeah, a lot of uh, mixed opinions, and yeah, I think that uh, we're gonna get into the the grind again. So yeah. Like I said, we're just going to kind of summarize Bad Batch Season 1. So if you have not watched, listened, or anything with Bad Batch, it's time to shut it down because we're going to get into it now. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that haven't watched Bad Batch, again, episode starts next week. But but now it's time to uh, to dive into the Bad Batch. Well, they, they can go watch it and then come back well, to yeah, Correct, correct. You should do that too. <laughs> but. So the, the first thing, Josh... I'm going to just whole bad batch season 1. Mm-hmm. I will I'll I will say it with one word. A little yeah. underwhelmed. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It, a lot of it is fresh memory of the last f- 3 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh War Mantle Return to Camino Camino Lost. Yeah. I think that there's ups and downs, a lot of filler, but the, they yeah, they could have taken the whole overarching story a little bit differently you know with i know a lot of people wanted the what's the story the the legend story of how the kaminoans clone their own army to fight against the empire and that that would actually have been really cool and something with with omega omega <laughs> they should omega. omega omega hi my name's omega <laughs> yeah they uh yeah, they should have brought in more of Omega's story with some with Boba Fett. I mean, maybe they're doing it with season two, but like we said, it's just a little underwhelmed with this. But there's episodes that I truly enjoyed, and there's some that were just, hey, I intu- I tuned in for the week. Yeah, I kind of disagree with you on the Omega bringing in... Uh, more about the relation with uh, Boba and Django. Mm-hmm. I, my theory, my working theory is that Nala Say mm-hmm. took Django's DNA mm-hmm. and made Omega for herself. I don't think that Django had any part in making son or daughter. You know, I think this yeah. was Nala Say's baby in essence and so i think okay okay how we're looking in season two is rescue nalase that's where i that's where i think we're we're headed 
is rescue Nalase. A lot of people don't think she's going to be re- rescued because with her cloning technology and, and her, her just mind, they linked that Nalase goes to like Dr. Tershing and then goes to Snoke. And like it, it's an inevitable side project where they have, you know, the cloning technology will end up being in Palpatine, which we see in The Rise of Skywalker. I don't think they're going to rescue her. I think she's just going to be covertly uh, working in interesting the, in that in that facility that she's in at the end of season one. So yeah, so I, I think we should get how how we got there. So with the last two episodes, we are we returned to Camino because Hunter was taken, and the Bad Batch go to rescue him. They successfully rescue him, and the Empire already had other ideas, and that was to destroy Kamino. And so it was just a perfect opportunity to destroy the the last remnants of the clones, basically. Or the non-obeying clones. But we find out that all along, Crosshair already had his inhibitor chip removed. Which I don't know if I believe. Which which we're going to get into, but that's what I don't like is all of, for me season one was rooting that hunt or that hunter omega everyone were able to rescue crosshair probably knock him out remove the chip and then he's like oh my gosh I'm awake from this trance yeah so you like you're kind of rooting for crosshair this whole time you find out that he is willing yeah he, this is his own so it's like where do we go from here because now season two is like, are we just gonna go back to them being hunted by Crosshair now? No. Or are they gonna go and be like? But now it seemed like Crosshair is like, okay, you guys do your thing, I do my thing, we're we're fine. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, it would be, would have been really nice to have Crosshair back on the team with the rest of the Bad Batch, but I don't know. It just like the story building throughout the season that they did. It could have could have taken a different turn, and and like you said, could have had them come back and kind of take out his chip well it just feels like this entire time we were rooting for crosshair i'm not necessarily rooting for the bad batch i'm rooting for the bad batch to get reunited with crosshair that's at least what my head was at that's what i was rooting for i agree now we're not rooting for them and now we're just like okay the bad batch is just going to survive so now this just becomes mando 2.0 so it just feels like we've seen this before. Yeah. For me, at least. Yeah. What did you think of the Hera arc? Ooh, we will get into that really, really quickly. But before we do, so I, I guess I just want to sum up that season two, I'm obviously going to watch it. I think I know where they're headed with it. Mm-hmm. It's just going to it's gonna be like one of those shows where it's like, okay with me. It's not like anything I love like crazy. Like Clone Wars, there are certain arcs I absolutely love with Clone Wars. And with here, there are certain arcs that I really did enjoy. Mm -hmm. But overall, like the storyline, there isn't an overarching storyline that I think Star Wars fans were expecting. At least I was. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. So so I think it's just going to be just like a show that I'm okay with. Not not love, not hate. Yeah. I mean... Unless they do something crazy. I'm just... Which they could. I'm excited for season two i'm excited for all the star wars shows and i'll say all all the marvel shows as well but yeah i think i was happy to watch every week because you know there's a new star wars item that came out or a new star wars episode but the quality of of the show does not compare to the end of 
the last season of the Clone Wars doesn't compare to Mandalorian. It just which is what I think Star Wars fans kind of were expecting. That yeah. being said, I love how we're seeing the Empire and the 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 overall change from Republic to Empire mm-hmm. and that slow like process that it was. I do love that because it's just overall world building. Like we're we're building the galaxy even more and filling in overarching parts, but the individual storylines for me just aren't that great as of right now. Yeah. I mean, Echo took a Echo was very prevalent in the beginning and then he kind of took a backseat at the end of the season. Same thing with I mean, actually, I would say Tech was insignificant. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say insignificant, but he was kind of in the background of, of the beginning of the season, then kind of just sparked up right at the end. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. It, it's okay, though. I mean, like, it's hard when you have 16 episodes. I, I wish that there was more filler episodes that gave us more background on other parts of the bad batch because like i feel like hunter's story we kind of get a good understanding because he's the leader of the group mm-hmm. and then we have a really strong understanding of omega but i haven't seen omega influence tech or echo and i'm looking for that like i'm looking for tech to be not always so analytical but also based on feeling mm-hmm. you know like where he shows emotion instead of just calculations so it's we're not there yet yeah I mean, it's a question what they're going to do with, you know, season two and the rest of the show if they go into a season three, because where are they during canon timeline? I know, like, they're the beginning of, of the Empire, but at the same time, do they somehow get into their last battle with Rex and Rex finds Wolf? And, I mean, we saw Gregor in the season, but what, where did, what's, where is their place in the universe after, you know, a couple of years, you know, when the rebellion is sparked, let's just say that. Well, the rebellion was sparked on uh, Empire Day, I feel like. Yeah, well, I'm, I meant the actual like rebels and the formation. I just don't know where their place is in yet. Are they going to be mercenaries for their, the rest of the their time? <laughs> we... We're going to go into each episode now, as, as we kind of talked about. Um, the ones where we left off, I have, to, I have to pull this up because I actually don't remember where we left off. It's been mm-hmm. that long. I feel that. Our last, our last episode was decommissioned slash battle scars. That was the last episode we covered. Which one was that? So that was episode seven. So we are on eight. <laughs> okay. Here's a, yeah. a brief synopsis of uh, about eight, eight which is reunion. to nine episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So Reunion was the Scrapper Guild uh, lets the Bad Batch know their location. Um, this is where we see Crosshair get burned. This is my favorite episode from the season. I enjoyed that. I wasn't necessarily scared about... I, I just felt like this was it was a great cliffhanger for a mid-season kind of finale, quote-unquote. This was with we got, Rex, right? Yeah, we got we got this was after Rex left and this uh, is when the Empire tracked them down and turned on the jets and they had to be really smart and quick on their feet. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I I loved how quick on the feet they were. I loved the fact that we were left with the cliffhanger of of Omega being captured and then by Bane. Oh yeah. By Bane. That was such a great cliffhanger. Your, your, we're like, "Oh my gosh, she's going to Yeah. 
it, I, I was so excited. We're like, we're going to be going back to Camino. There's going to be another square off. We <laughs> This might be the point where we see Crosshair get rescued or like they try to talk to Crosshair. You know, I was expecting so much with episode nine which we didn't end up getting but episode eight reunion was by far my favorite episode of season one what about you josh i agree i mean i did like that i like the beginning i did like a little bit of the the hera arc as well but yeah i think the rex when they after after rex left when they were escaping the venator on uh, braca it was a enjoyable episode and you know, somewhere out there was Cal Kestis, just sensing. Probably he probably sensed something, but he's he was just a kid. Yeah, he's probably hiding in a cave somewhere. It's Tony Stark building in a cave. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised with this episode. Then we go to episode nine, Bounty Lost, mm-hmm. and this is where Cad Bane and Fennec square off, and. I didn't like it that much. I thought it was okay, but it was a filler. It, it was like a half filler. The only thing that we found out is that Lamasu is kind of evil, and Nalase mm-hmm. is not is like a mother figure. Yeah, that was the big learning thing. And but we spent an entire episode of being chased around the random facility, and the the one other uh, Kaminoan that met Obi Wan in Episode Two, she got or. Was it a she? I'll just say they got shot by... I think it was Cad Bane? Was it Cad Bane? It was either Cad Bane or... or... Cad Bane was not very nice. No, but... Kind of makes sense. I liked that episode, but at the same time... I know Fennec... I, I, I love Fennec as a character, especially in The Mandalorian. But to see her at this stage... I don't know. I think... I don't want to get any, you know, backlash from it, but I don't think she was the best bounty hunter to to come in. Well, this is what this is what kind of bothered me about season 1 mm-hmm. was that the filler episodes were to give backstories on other characters. That's, it wasn't to yeah. give backstories on the bad batch. Yeah. Like we got a back backstory on Fennec. Mm-hmm. We got a little bit of something on Bane. We as we're going to cover here in a little bit, we get Hera, which I like the Hera episodes, yeah. but it wasn't, it shouldn't have been in a Bad Batch series. No, it could have been like a little short clip. It could have been a short. It could have been It literally short, could yeah. have just been the Bad Batch short. The like Hera that. arc could have been one episode if they really tried. Yes. Yes. I agree. Do you agree with me that Fennec, like I liked her in that, that beginning episode, you know, the beginning of the, the actual season, but then I don't know if... To put her up against Cad Bane is just so, I don't know, I just can't, can't put a, a fing, my, my finger on it to where it's, if it's like the best bounty hunter for the episode. Yeah. But I guess they, they're tying in from the, the, the third episode or, or whatever other episode she ends up showing in. Um, uh, cornered, yeah. which is four. So the fourth episode, but. Pantora. Oh, yeah, that Pantora episode. But, yeah, I just don't know if... Like, the only other person that I could think of going against Cad Bane would be Boba Fett, because that's the un... 
released episode of and I wish I saw that but Matt differs in that opinion but yeah I just don't, yeah. I don't know do you think Fennec was a good choice just to do a, a background I w- I was fine with Fennec yeah but the thing is that I feel like with season one there's too many backstories so like mm-hmm. to, to be honest I wish that it wasn't Fennec rescuing Omega mm-hmm. it was Omega maybe sneaking away or and the Bad Batch coming to rescue slash having to duel Cad Bane and just like escaping yeah you know it it just felt like that could have been a filler episode to really develop the main characters of the show and instead they took the route of let's bring in someone to connect the universe slash you know fan favorite kind of thing yeah no, that's that that was my issue yeah um getting into common ground which is the raxis uh separatist government oh i enjoyed I, I enjoyed that episode i think i enjoyed that one it just i mean echo was so determined not to help the the separatists and they're like oh it's a job we gotta do it so he's like yeah he's fighting his his programming per se and yeah and he I mean, he ends up overcoming it, and and you know they rescue that that senator who ends up joining the rebellion. So yes, yeah it it's an okay episode. Again, a little bit of filler, and then we see that Omega is good at cards apparently, mm-hmm. and pays off the Sid debt. So cool. Yeah, fine with me. Yeah, indifferent. It's just a, a filler episode. For me i did like the fact that she was winning all the money it, it felt like uh, uh, uh my t- favorite tv show obviously is white collar and it felt very much like a con white collar sort of thing so I, I resonated with it you know she just her problem solving skills that that's her superpower she just wins at yeah. at uh games and uh yeah it pays off debt <laughs> true true which can take you far then, in the star wars universe yeah then we're into the syndula arc it starts with devil's deal which is uh, senator ornfri ta um announcing that there's a new imperial refinery and all twi'lek should disarm and obviously they don't want to do that we see we're met with hera and chopper again and and hera's mom looking, and hera's mom and looking into the actual facility mm-hmm. where she is ultimately a arrested quote unquote Mm -hmm. um and then finally um it what ends up happening is that as she returns back with new supplies with her uncle they get caught for smuggling in weaponry and they are arrested and after all of that crosshair ends up killing orin frita to help to frame that it's chom instead to get more control over everyone on ryloth he's actually alive we'll get there we'll get there there. that being said i like the arc we there's still one other episode in the ryloth arc but man it's just it's just not meant for the bad batch no you can't tell you can't tell me that you there's a tv show that's named the bad batch that does not go over the bad batch that only the bad batch appear for 30 seconds I just don't get that. I love seeing. I, you know, I, I I love seeing young Hera, but yeah, like you said, just do a short. We yeah, love like a Star short Wars, with that. Star Wars fans would love to have a background episode on on Bane and and Fennec or 
uh, yeah. Hera, and, and I mean, I did like that they put Caleb Doom in the at the beginning because it actually made sense that they had. Yes, that. it did. But other than that, yeah. Oh yeah, this the Hera calls the Bad Batch because yes, Omega. That, now we're into yeah. uh, Rescue on on Ryloth. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure there was another episode named Rescue on Ryloth at one point that might have been in the Clone Wars. Yeah, I think it was in Clone Wars. I I or could Rebels. be wrong though. It was something on Ryloth. Yeah. This episode, you do see Bad Batch there. We're going to rescue the parents and everything. Hunter doesn't want to do it, but Omega's like, no, we have to. These are like our, our good people. They're my friends. Crosshair figures out that it is the Bad Batch and sets up a plan, who ultimately then Hauser allows the Bad Batch and everyone to escape and the the end of it is that rampart realizes that the bad batch is bad and gives crosshair permission to hunt, hunt them down to its fullest extent yeah so we're like oh this is gonna be great we're lining up to get hunted down we're gonna see them in battles and then the next episode is a filler yeah well it's I- infested which is the pikes taking over sid's parlor oh yeah that was with the the bat thingies and the and the rail cars and yeah uh, that was that was rough and it was, it's gonna definitely come back in season two i guarantee because that guy i mean his horn got cut off that was the only thing that happened but wait before we move on i did want to say when the when the marauder was flying over ryloth at that final scene that was just yeah. amazing. I just got to input that. It was a good shot. It was a great shot. I, I appreciated that one. Yeah. But yeah, I I didn't really enjoy the taking over of Sid's shop as well as what's the the dog's name or the like the alien dog's name? Oh yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but I guess my my big issue is now we're getting it, it was a Sid background episode. <laughs> I don't even think it was a background episode. I think it was just them taking over the parlor, yeah. and they just couldn't. They couldn't let the parlor yeah. It, be it taken didn't over. progress anything for the Bad Batch. It didn't. There wasn't like this big learning thing for the Bad Batch. No, you know there wasn't like any growth out of them. So it's just eh. the following episode, and this gets into like the final three arc of the season finale, which is War Mantle where Bad Batch are contacted by Rex and they need to find Gregor from the planet Darrow. And this is where an Imperial base is um, with, with conscripted soldiers, so not clones, yeah, they're... but they're being trained by clone commandos, which is very interesting. Yeah, and they, they actually... Uh, what's one of the Republic commandos? There's one com- Republic commando that they thought was in the episode but it's not confirmed uh thire no not thire who am i thinking of i actually don't know let me um uh, let me look it up real quick. i did not i did not know that while josh is looking that up i personally i like this episode it's pretty cool um it's very interesting to see um how they're starting to transform from the clone army to uh soldiers willing to serve for the empire scorch sorry that's his, scorch. Uh, yeah a lot of people thought scorch was in the episode because they somebody one of the clone commandos had a green and yellow tint to their uh to their armor and i think it's also the clone that got like shit stunned three times by hunter and uh didn't go down. oh yeah 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 so 
a lot of people were excited about that. As we did see the Delta Squad in one of the Clone Wars episodes, when I think they brought Commander or Jedi Master Peel back to Coruscant, but I could be wrong if my memory perceives correctly. But yeah, I uh, I I, I like that episode. I think it was pretty cool. You know what? That one one backstory that they would have is if with Gregor. I really enjoy Gregor's character, and we kind of get to see how nuts he's already becoming. Yeah. Like he uh, is laughing everything. But I enjoyed having a little backstory of him and seeing him actually alive. I mean, we know he survived because of Rebels, but ha- after in, after the Clone Wars, uh, it was nice to see him. Yeah, I agree. That, that didn't necessarily bother me. It did set up well because we, we got... At the very end, Hunter ends up being captured, and so it's very clear that things are about to go down on Kamino. After that, even too, we have Lamasu and Alise trying to escape, and they get cut off by Rampart. So we see this; we're seeing the climax rise, um, and we're we're gonna figure out what's gonna go down on Kamino because we're like, oh, this is definitely going to Kamino. Yeah, we get that in Return to Kamino, where basically the entire the Empire has evacuated everyone and slash killed anyone that they don't need. Um, Crosshair activates Hunter's comly link to lure the Bad Batch there. Meanwhile, Rampart all along has orders from Tarkin to destroy Topeka City. And this is where, as we already talked about, we find out Crosshair is bad and bad because he doesn't, like, because he decides to be. We get the stunning silence of all the explosions of the destroyer, not destroyers, they're uh, ventilators, right? The, not ventilators. The ven- Not ventilators. <laughs> the uh, venators. Yes, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and we see it destroying Topeka City. And they're all still inside, and then it cuts with the the crash, mm-hmm. and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I, and the season there. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, I think that would have been. And the season there, we know that that Crosshair is bad. He's trapped inside with the Bad Batch. He now feels betrayed by the Empire. We think, you know, that's mm-hmm. a great cliffhanger to go into season two. Yeah. Which they didn't announce season two at that point, but after the weekend, they announced that there will be a season two before the final episode of season one aired. Yeah. So now we're going into episode 16, Camino Lost, knowing that there's a season two. So we're not worried about anyone dying. Like, I, I had no fear that anyone was going to die. I thought... Maybe Crosshair. I thought Crosshair. Sw- I thought Crosshair was going was gonna to perish, but... Yeah, I don't know. I I have mixed feelings about them destroying Kamino, and yeah, in the last episode. I mean, our buddy Nate thinks that it's a beautiful episode, and he kind of understands the value of it. It's just a little bit hard for me, because I just, uh, you know, the underlying context is, oh yeah, the Bad Batch didn't save Crosshair, and... I understand that, but they still leave him after after it's done. Yeah, and it, which like, is fine. Which is fine. Like, what's gonna what's Crosser gonna do? But at the same time, I don't know. There's no like you said, no stakes that we kind of yeah had. Like, 
that that's my big issue is that i think they should have ended with 15 yeah and then you could even make 16 be the first episode like if you wanted if like we might find out that 16 was very crucial for whatever reason like that episode was very crucial to understand more of the bad batch going into season two and beyond that's fair but i i didn't it didn't feel like a great cliffhanger you know mm-hmm. it just feels like we're right back to where it started where they have to stay away from the empire and learn to survive on their own and then they're back so, to sid's shop and yeah are they just going to go back to sid's shop or meeting like, what's up with obi-wan kenobi on tatooine and yoda on on uh oh god on, uh, i mean we might as well connect the whole universe at this point yeah yeah <laughs> but that is basically all of our thoughts in the season one of the bad batch i know we already covered on the beginning how we felt as a whole dagobah, dagobah. i don't want to go to dagobah yeah that's just that's just swampy that's just gonna be sweaty i don't i don't need that yeah i could just go to florida for that that's fair but no i'm i'm looking forward to season two because i think that they do have room to really grow the character development of the bad batch i just wish they started that in season one instead of giving filler background episodes on other characters yeah and covid could have been a, a big impact on the it could have writing, so. we yeah we don't know yeah we don't know but so i i'd say for me josh yeah i'd say the season one like a six out of ten six point five i agree and you know what i'll 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 go. Uh, I'll go at even six. I think an even six okay. would be good. But other news in the Star Wars universe is that Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga is uh, going to have a big announcement next week. So that's exciting. I'm hoping it's a reveal date of when it's going to come out. You know, I've been waiting for this game for almost two years, and I'm just I'm yeah. ready. Like, come on, how long does I'm it take? I'm very ready. How long does it take? <laughs> I I wonder if it has to do with the getting voice actors in. Because you know I know that they're going to be making it probably speech-related. So I wonder how much of it is the animation slash voice acting, not the level design. Matt, you can see my face right now, and I'm just like, you know what? Go back to the old, hmm, hmm. Yeah, the random words that are random fake, like, gibberish words. Yeah. But, and, and yeah, I mean, in, in Lego Star Wars, the Clone Wars, which was Lego Star Wars 3, they got Ashley Eckstein and, and D- James Arnold Taylor and the rest of them, and D. Bradley Baker, to come in and do those. Hmm, hmm. Like, how, how hard is it to, for them to, to do those little kind of noises? So, I mean, I, I'm in favor for, for the old-fashioned, even though I will play any LEGO game, especially LEGO Star Wars that uh, comes out, So especially with the new yeah. mechanics that they're working on. So I get it. Hopefully I'm ready it, for it lives up to the standard because they did push it back inevitably for the reasons of covid and uh yeah let's get that release date (laughs) definitely definitely hopefully we'll find out more next week yeah but until then make sure to go follow us on all of our social media at wannabe jedi cast on twitter at wannabe jedi podcast on facebook instagram and uh, like we've already mentioned join our patreon and tiktok uh we really appreciate it our patreon shout out for this month is none other than liz thank you so much liz for supporting us we really appreciate it hi liz thank you (laughs) (laughs) and until then we will see you guys all next week take care everyone may the force be with you all
with you! <laughs> I don't think it picked it up. <laughs>